Welcome to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, brought to you by Word of Flame Curriculum and the Pentecostal Publishing House. This podcast encourages adult disciples to think deeply about God's Word, further develop their personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and make a greater commitment to the purpose and plan of God for their lives. Let's dive into today's lesson and explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. Well, hello everyone and welcome to God's Word for Life. This is episode number 32. This is a lesson companion podcast, so for those of you who are Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Living Word Fall 2020 lesson manual or student workbook and turn to the final lesson, lesson 13, intended for November 29th, 2020, the lesson entitled The Purpose and Plan of God. For those of you who are not Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Bible, sit back, and let's dive into God's Word together. All right, before we look into God's Word today, if you want to go ahead and turn with me to Nehemiah chapter 4 and 2 Timothy chapter 1, but before we look at the verses there in those chapters, Dan Price was CEO of Gravity Payments. It's a credit card payment processor based out of Seattle, Washington. He called his employees together for a major announcement in April, and they thought this announcement would affect the company's bottom line, not their own. He announced to his 120-member staff that he was taking a voluntary pay cut in order to raise each of their salaries to a minimum of $70,000 per year. There was stunned silence at first, and someone asked him to repeat himself, so he did. And the team started clapping, cheering, and giving each other high fives. Now, Mr. Price was giving to his employees nearly 90% of his annual salary, and his team realized that their quality of living was about to improve because their leader was going to include them in the process of growing and bettering the company. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. God does not need our help, and an untold number of angels wait at the ready for God to send them here and send them there. Yet, our God includes us in his purposes and plans. He invites us to partner with him in making disciples around town and around the world. And we are a part of more than just a company. We're a part of a kingdom. A kingdom ruled by a God who does not need us, but wants us to work for him. Thank God for his purpose, and thank God that we are a part of his plan. We're going to turn in our Bible, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and Nehemiah chapter 4. We're going to look at this lesson, the purpose and plan of God. Focus thought for today. God wants us to be a part of his purpose and plan. All right, let's look into our scripture passage today, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and Nehemiah chapter 4. Let's look at 2 Timothy 1, beginning at verse number 8, and read down through verse number 11. Verse 8 begins, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath called us, saved us, and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And verse 11 says, Whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. 
Nehemiah chapter 4 verse number 6 says so build we so built we the wall and all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof for the people had a mind to work our focus verse today second timothy chapter 1 verse 9 who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling not according to our works but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. We're going to look at these two passages together. We dealt several weeks ago with the story in Nehemiah, where Nehemiah was sent back to Jerusalem to rebuild its walls that had been broken down under conquest many years before. And we, we talked about that for a couple of weeks. We talked about all that surrounded the building of the walls and how Nehemiah, uh, King Artaxerxes, finance that rebuilding of the wall. But we're going to look at that, especially this verse and the context of this verse, and, and couple it with this, this passage in First Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 1, where Paul is talking to Timothy about the purpose of God, the calling that's on Timothy's life. We're going to look at these here together, because the focus thought of, of the, the lesson that goes along with these verses is that God wants us to be part of his purpose and his plan. What is his purpose? What is his plan? There's a great purpose and plan for the church. There's a great purpose and plan God has for the world. There's a great purpose and plan that God has for me and for you and each of us as individuals. Let's look together today. Let's look at the first two verses of 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. Paul tells Timothy, "'Be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord,' nor of me as prisoner, but be partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Don't be ashamed of, of, of what Jesus went through and the, the suffering that he went through because he went through it for us. Don't be ashamed, Paul said, of me, a prisoner. Paul um, spent time in prison because of his preaching the gospel, but he encourages Timothy, don't be ashamed of the Lord, don't be ashamed of me, but you yourself be a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. That Preaching the gospel, standing for the gospel is going to bring persecution. I don't care what society you live in. If you truly stand for the gospel of Jesus Christ, you're going to face persecution. And in some places, even around the world, even today in 2020, there are people in prison. There are people who have given their life because of the gospel. Paul says, Timothy, don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Don't be ashamed, but be a partaker of, of whatever the gospel brings your way. According to the power of God, he says, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Paul introduces this idea, talks to Timothy about this idea of being called, saved and called with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his purpose. Why do you think it's important, first question I want to ask here, why do you think it's important that we understand that we are called, all of us have a call on our lives, that we are called not according to our talents and abilities we possess, but according to the great purpose of God? Why do you think, think about that, why do you think it's important for us to understand that we are, we have been called, we have a call of God in our life, not according to the talents and abilities we've been given necessarily, but according to the purpose of God. That God, yes, he gave us talents and abilities, but our purpose and the plan that God has for us sometimes extends beyond even our talents and abilities. Has God ever done something through you 
done something in your life and, and you knew beyond a doubt it wasn't because of you. It wasn't because of your talents. It wasn't because of your abilities. You see, the call of God in our life, is it's not according to our talents and abilities. Although God will give us talents, he will give us abilities to fulfill things, to do things in our lives, to minister to people, to, to, to further his kingdom. But the great plan and purpose of God that he has for your life and my life is not based solely on my talents and abilities. It is based purely on the great purpose and plan that God has for me. And it's the same for you. So you may look around and say, well, I don't have talent or ability to do that. So why would God be asking me to do that? Or I, don't, I don't feel like I can do that. I don't feel like I can minister in that way because God hasn't gifted me that way. Well, if God, if it's his purpose for you to do that, then it does not matter the talents or abilities he's given. He will use you according to his purpose and also says here, according to his purpose and grace. That grace that will make up the difference between what talent and ability can do and what God wants to do. We have been called according to his purpose and his grace. So it is important that we not forget. Yes, you, you can look around. You can see, well, God's gifted me in this way and God's gifted me in that way. So I, I want to use these for his kingdom. And yes, we must, because that's why he's given us those abilities to use them for his kingdom. But there's also a greater purpose and a greater plan for your life. And some of it's not just according to your talent and dependent on your abilities, but it's going to be according to his purpose and his grace working in your life. Paul goes on and tells Timothy, but all this is now made manifest by the, the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel whereunto I am appointed a preacher and apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. All this has brought to light when Jesus Christ came to earth and gave himself and died and defeated death and hell and the grave and he brought life and immortality the ability that we could live forever one day he brought this all to light through the gospel through his death burial and resurrection and Paul says and it's according to that gospel that I was appointed to preach and be an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles so I, I think about this for a second what does the gospel have to do with your calling and the purpose in your life? What does the gospel have to do with the calling and purpose in your life? Paul says, he tells Timothy here, I was called because of the gospel. That's what I was, I was called to preach that. I was called to teach that. I was called to be an apostle and a, and, and a preacher to the Gentiles. It's all about the gospel. And you may not be called to preach. Maybe you are. You may not be called to teach. Well, maybe, maybe you are. But your calling is still according to the gospel. It's still according to the gospel because God has a purpose and a plan that he wants to use you and he wants to use me. In whatever manner that may be, it's because he wants to further the message of the gospel because it's the gospel that saves and we are called to reach people and serve people and help people and to bring them the hope of the gospel. Through whatever means God's called you to minister, he is he has called you to do that because of the gospel. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, Paul said to the Romans. So the gospel has everything to do with the purpose of God in your life. You might not preach it, stand behind a pulpit like your pastor does, or maybe you are the pastor, but regardless, whether you stand behind a pulpit and preach the gospel, or if you live it out in the day, daily living that you, you your, your job, your family, we are called to declare 
and to reflect the gospel of Jesus Christ, to take the good news to people. So whatever your purpose and plan is, somewhere the gospel must be included and attached, and somewhere it, it, the gospel what needs to be what's communicated. We must never get so caught up in doing the work of the kingdom that we forget that it's the message of the kingdom that is most important that is shared. We've got to share the gospel message. And here's where we bring in this last verse in our text. The only verse we're going to read out of Nehemiah, but you can hearken back in the last few weeks when we took a couple weeks and we talked about the story of Nehemiah. And remember, they're on the wall, they're building, and all the opposition from Sanballat to buy and all those that, that came and tried to stop Nehemiah and the rest from building the wall. But Nehemiah, there came a point in the story, in the narrative, where Nehemiah, he declared this. In chapter 4, verse 6 of Nehemiah, So built we the wall. We built the wall, and all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof, for the people had a mind to work. I think the key word in this verse is we. So built we the wall. So built we the wall. The building of the kingdom of God is not a lone ranger um, it's not a lone ranger job. Here's the question I want you to ponder on that verse as we wrap up this text for today. Why is it important for us to come together in order to feel, fulfill God's ultimate purpose and plan for the church and for the world? It is crucial that we come together. We come together. Yes, you have an individual purpose and plan. God has his hand on your life. And it needs to, it, it's, it's, it's not according to your talents and abilities. It's according to his purpose and his grace. And, and yes, he is, he, he's called you with this, with this purpose. And he's, he, he's, the gospel has everything to do with what you are called to do. But you can't do it all on your own. We need each other. We must come together. That, that The purpose of the church is so that we come together and we build the wall, so that we come together and build the kingdom of God, so that we come together to serve the world, the people around us. God wants us to be a part of his purpose and his plan. God wants us to be a part of it. He has called us, each one of us, a purpose that he has for our lives. So how can we apply this to our lives this week? What are a couple of things we can do? First of all, I, I want to challenge you to pray that God will reveal to you his individual purpose and plan for your life. That God will begin to unfold some things before he can show you exactly what he would have you to do to fulfill the purpose and plan that he has for your life. And then as you pray that, I want you to be aware and alert this week and I want you to begin doing what you see God working through begin doing what you feel God's purpose and plan is for your life who is it you're called to minister to who can you reach and serve this week dear Lord Jesus we are so grateful that you have called us to be a part of this great purpose and plan that you have the great purpose and plan you have for the world at large and for the church and and then for each one of us individually who are today gathered together 
via this podcast and somehow we're listening and hearing what your word would say and your spirit is speaking to each one of us. Reveal your purpose and plan for each one of our lives. Let us find purpose. Every morning we wake up, let us realize and recognize the hand of God that rests upon our lives and the purpose that you have for each one of us. Help us to find people to serve this week and give us compassion for those around us. Help us to engage with your great purpose and your great plan. I pray you'd send revival to each one of us. Let your hand rest upon us and let us walk in your purpose and your grace this week. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, where together we explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And if you are looking for other Bible study tools and resources to encourage you in your walk with God, visit us today at PentecostalPublishing.com.